This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. In late January, we saw news that KPG Healthcare had filed a lawsuit against 11 former board of directors over the sale of a 49% stake in its pathology and laboratory unit lab link to KL Kappa back in 2018. Uh, now, we're not going to be diving into this particular situation, but it does bring up the question of what is the role or the uh, and the responsibilities of a board of directors. Now, we know that a company's board of directors are essential for its corporate governance uh, of a company because they have the power to derive uh, culture, direction, uh, governance practices and philosophy as well. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the fiduciary duties, uh, the very uh, not so light and breezy topic of fiduciary duties of board members and critical roles that they play with take Kay Luan, the CEO of FIDE Forum, a community of board leaders in the financial industry that provides a platform for networking and collaboration among industry professionals. We'll talk about what the role really entails and looks like, because it does feel that sometimes people underestimate the responsibilities involved, as well as the common misconceptions about what the responsibilities entail and the capacity capabilities of board members and also what is fair or unfair to expect of them. If you have any thoughts on this, you can WhatsApp us on our new mobile number. That's 018-789-8899. Or as always, you can um, reach us on X at BFM Radio. Uh, Kailuan, welcome to the show. Good to have you in the studio with us today. Uh, thank you, Roshan. Thank you. Um, let's start a little bit about FIDE Forum. Right, You've got a little bit of history from, I think, 2010, yeah. Yeah. Um, born out of the financial industry. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the work you do specifically around corporate governance here in Malaysia. Okay, uh, let's begin with uh, what FIDE Forum is. Uh, it stands for uh, the Financial Industry Directors Education. Mm. Uh, the forum was added to it because uh, it, it intends uh, to be a membership-based organisation devoted exclusively to director's education mm -hmm. uh, in the financial industry. Uh, what it means is that uh, it's, um, it's, it's, it, it's an advocate for uh, corporate governance, uh, culture, uh, practice and learning. Uh, established in 2010, um, we have now more than 81% uh, of all licensed financial institutions uh, as our institutional members. Mm -hmm. uh, and this uh, contains uh, more than 600 uh, individual members uh, across uh, the various uh, organisations uh, in this category. The FIDE Forum is well supported by the regulators, uh, such as Bank Negara Malaysia, uh, as well as uh, PIDM, which has given lots of support uh, to the uh, mission of uh, FIDE Forum. And through its research and development, uh, FIDE Forum, uh, since 2010, uh, has produced and owned uh, a comprehensive guidebook uh, on board effectiveness and evaluation, uh, very relevant uh, for the improvements mm. uh, in the uh, performance of board uh, in the financial industry as well as other industries that uh, will be keen to, um, to, 
to uh, look at the edit and use it uh, and supporting our member services is also uh, the our talent search as well as um, all the other uh, depository of research materials uh, on board leadership and other contemporary topics it's okay you you among other things you're helping develop or empower directors yep. if I'm hearing that correctly yep. and also you know it's a little bit of a conversation you're bringing together people to, yep. who are in the business yes. to kind of talk about what they're going through uh, in provide that space for conversation and yes. engagement now based on you know what you've heard from members or in your own views yes. and experiences or experience of uh, fide forum uh, let's talk about you know what are the most critical role, roles that board members play in an organization's success and accountability okay well to begin with uh, board members uh, are expected uh, and are required uh, to uphold the principles of corporate governance mm. what it means is that they uh the people that uh provides the oversight uh to ensure that the interests of its stakeholders uh, today we talk about stakeholders rather than just shareholders shareholders alone mm. uh it is also about upholding the ethical values uh in its application of its responsibilities uh including uh not only setting the right strategic direction uh decision making but also uh you know walking the talk uh you know ensuring that the values of uh of ethical principles as well as their engagement are being upheld so broadly speaking there are three areas which i uh, the board of directors will need to focus on uh, one is the uphold the legal and moral uh, obligation to protect the interests of of its stakeholders and and its shareholders uh, setting the corporate values and clear lines of accountability and responsibilities and the third one as i've said just now it's really to establish the right values of integrity transparency and leadership now I think uh, the we have seen some headlines over yeah. like for example you talk about uh, something a bit on the international scale open AI sure. uh, firing its CEO sure. and then <laughs> you know there's a bit of a whole situation over there ultimately the board is looking at management making sure that things are aligned make sure yes. that the corporate governance is yes. in, is uh, in play in a, in the appropriate manner um Talk to us about some of the misconceptions about the responsibilities and capabilities of board members. Because you know, off record, we often hear like, "Oh, yeah, I want to get a board okay. seat here," and yeah. you know, it's not a sit down and do nothing kind of job, is it? Yes, it is not. Uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, you've asked the the interesting question. Uh, to begin with, I think we need to remind ourselves that uh, anyone who wishes to be in in the board uh, has a fiduciary duty uh, towards uh, the people uh, that is responsible for, uh, which this includes uh, the care, uh, obedience, as well as uh, loyalty. I use the word obedience; sounds like uh, it's a father <laughs> and mother, you know. But really, I think it's about complying to rules. Uh, uh, you know, uh, respecting the uh, the the principles of rights. Uh, today, we talk about uh, human rights. We talk about uh, we talk about employee rights. We talk about uh, being responsible uh, to a, a lot of uh, uh, rules that has been set up, uh, not only within the organisation but uh, across the wider society. Uh, organisation doesn't operate in isolation, mm. so whatever it does. But importantly, we must remind ourselves there's such a thing called public interest. I think uh, within the financial industry, more importantly, because it contributes uh, more than 15% of the GDP, I think it's a very important uh, stake uh, in, in the economy, which explains why uh, there is a great interest 
from the uh, regulator's perspective to ensure that uh, the whole principles of corporate governance uh, is being adhered to. Well, you know, based on you know conversations or engagements with your members, um, what are the current you know hot topics or uh, key concerns that they are keeping an eye on now in terms of what what are you know members of boards of directors kind of focusing on today? Well, uh, I think the question should be asked is uh, is uh, what do we expect from them, and 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 uh, would they be? Uh, 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 very concerned uh, and very aware of what's going on. Uh, I think the entire environment that we operate in now uh, tends to be more volatile and tends to be very unpredictable, mm. uh, which explains why uh, continuous updating, uh, keeping in touch uh, on the ground as, as well as above the ground, uh, being updated uh, technical and non-technical uh, with the help of the regulators as well as, uh, you know, from his peers, uh, industries, customers. Uh, and of late also, we've seen uh, the intrusion of, uh, of the need to uh, understand uh, international standards uh, that have been imposed uh, on the trading nations such as Malaysia. Mm. So we don't know, I operate in isolation. Uh, the the roles and responsibilities of the uh, of of any single um, member of the board uh, remains intact, but the width of it has widened. Uh, therefore, uh, I think uh, anyone who wishes there to be in this uh, career uh, would need to be mindful of the heavy responsibility uh, he or she has to carry. So there's a lot of responsibilities there and we'll talk yes. in more detail about fiduciary duty later. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, before we go into a few messages, uh, Kilan, what is, I guess, what is fair or unfair to expect of a board and its members? Well, let's talk about fairness. Uh. I think anyone who is employed uh, reading the FI, uh, financial industry, uh, they all uh, go through a very rigorous uh, uh, selection process. Uh, and uh, not only that, I think there is uh, th- there is fair to say that uh, they need to demonstrate uh, the right skills and caliber so that they will be able to carry out the duties in uh, in the both technical uh, and and non technical uh, as well as uh, fulfilling their responsibility. They also need to ensure that they allocate sufficient times and responsibilities. More often than not, uh, the target groups of these people are usually uh, post-career, what we call used to be uh, upon retirement. But I don't think a career in, uh, in, in board level is no longer a retirement job, mm. uh, you know, because uh, on top of uh, having to, to ensure the proper allocation of time, uh, a, a lot of, uh, of efforts needs to be spent on ensuring that uh, the decision-making process, uh, you know, undertaking uh, certain portfolios that involve uh, managing risk and making sure that you perform the duties and being transparent uh, through reporting are all the necessary uh, duties of what uh, the shareholders would expect uh, from these, its, its members of the board. Uh, it is also not fair to, uh, in this instance to regard board members uh, to be miracle makers. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know very well that uh, sometimes uh, in the downturn, you can't expect the board to uh, deliver a stretch targets for that matter. Uh, so one example is also to fulfill the impossible expectation of shareholders, uh, you know, especially on areas beyond their discretion. 
Uh, other areas is that you want to hold them responsible for actions beyond their control. Uh, things could be uh, personal matters, uh, disclosure of their own uh, 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 individual uh, information and personal information, uh, those are n- not a bit stretching a little bit. Uh, that's, that's what I would say. Touching into the personal side of their lives as opposed yes. to focusing on the professional nature of the job and what they're supposed to be focused on, is it? Yes. Um, Kelon, we've got to go into a few messages. When we come back, we'll talk about fiduciary duty and yes. what it entails. Folks, you're listening to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. And today, we're exploring the critical roles that boards of directors play as well as their fiduciary duty with Te K. Luan, the CEO of FIDE Forum, a community of board leaders in the financial industry that provide a platform for networking and collaborating in the industry. Uh, later, we're going to talk about fiduciary duty, among other governance issues. I'm Roshan Gunnison. You're listening to Enterprise Explores. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. Today, we've been exploring the fiduciary duties of board members and their critical roles as they pl- that they play in companies with TK Luan, the CEO of FIDE Forum. We're going to be talking, we earlier talked about um, what is fair or unfair to expect of boards and their, and their members uh, and the what the role entails. Now we're going to dive into the fiduciary duty element. Uh, Kailuan, could you explain to us first um, what fiduciary duty entails uh, for, board mem- for board members? Okay, um, directors have these fidu- fiduciary duties, uh, uh, meaning to say that they have to be they have to understand and accept this whole concept of responsibilities. Mm. Uh, and that whatever actions uh, they do, uh, they are accountable uh, to the shareholders uh, that that they are reporting to. Uh, and that's important because uh, they need to act in the best interest of the organisation they represent. And of course, as I said just now, it's not just the company alone, uh, but it's also the uh, immediate stakeholders, uh, you know, which is why, uh, you know, uh, moving forward, uh, there are these days uh, people talk about um, duty of care. Uh, They talk about duty of uh, loyalty. uh, And importantly, I think from the regulator's perspective, uh, fit and proper. Uh, that those are the words uh, being used very regularly. Uh, understanding this uh, and contextualize it is important. So uh, a person uh, in that category of fit and proper has to uh, have and demonstrate, uh, you know, uh, really really fine records of uh, of not only performance but also a good resume of uh, of integrity. Uh, as well as uh, you know, being able to demonstrate uh, that they are, they have the what it takes uh, uh, to be to be trusted uh, in their roles uh, to carry out uh, such an important duties. On top of that, today uh, we talk about um, an open society where disclosures and reporting are becoming more common. In the uh, organisation, they are more competitive. Uh, tends to be have a lot more transparency, which means that their reporting uh, tends to be more uh, more wide, uh, both uh, depth and width. And therefore, uh, anyone uh, who 
takes on the oversight role, uh, would have to play a part in it. Uh, and therefore, you need to some extent, some people call it whiter than white uh, sort of uh, records uh, in order to sit in those roles. Uh. And of course, sometimes uh, you also have to look at it. Uh, Organisations are very sensitive to reputation and mm. their public image. Uh, so any single one of them, uh, any of the seven to ten uh, directors employed by them, uh, will need to be very extra cautious and careful in their roles when they carry out. Uh, and therefore, it, it is part and parcel of what they call fiduciary duties. Uh, and it's, 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 it's what it is, so. So, it, given those points, it it, it, it illustrates uh, and bother, uh, it kind of highlights why boards are, are fundamental to the governance of uh, organisations because of the responsibilities that they hold, uh, that they are they have a duty to not just shareholders but other stakeholders as well. Mm. Um, now, board appointments are a big conversation, right? Because yes. uh, in Malaysia, not just in Malaysia but uh, abroad as well, uh, oftentimes you have the owners on the boards. Yes. You have this independent versus non-independent directors. Uh, um, how? Do you, uh, how should companies be thinking about their board appointments to ensure that it's not just diverse, but it's an effective board, right? I think that's what we're looking for here. Interestingly, I, I, you're right to say that uh, owners, uh, you know, would want to uh, influence uh, the choice of candidates for their board. But in, in, in today's uh, professionalism, uh, we talk about finding diversity of leadership, uh. Uh, uh, an ideal situation is one you have uh, a group of people with very diverse styles, uh, preferences, as well as values. Uh, and you put them all together in one room, uh, you have a great team. Mm. It's calling the A-team. Unfortunately, that is, uh, that is on paper. Uh, <laughs> in, in reality, uh, you know, we, we make do with what we have. Uh, however, I speak on the theory side. Uh, uh, opposites attracts. Uh, so diversity is no doubt uh, 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 a very healthy uh, you know, thing to do. Uh, when I talk about diversity, it's not diversity of just gender alone. Uh, you talk about uh, a diverse set of skills, diverse set of backgrounds, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, and I think, I think Malaysian companies could do more uh, if they can bring in uh, great people uh, of leadership and uh, and contents uh, from overseas, mm. uh, this is something which I think even the FI needs to needs to learn from their multinational uh, uh, cousins and uh, and friends. Uh, take Singapore financial position, for example. I think they have done pretty well in 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 their uh, where they are today. Uh, simply. You know, bringing talent from overseas uh, to fill up uh, those positions that are key uh, to their future. I think that's one area which I think we can talk about uh, in terms of uh, of uh, appointment of, of, of future directors. Speaking of effectiveness, um, how should organizations then approach um Board effectiveness evaluations, right? How do I judge if my board is doing uh, well? Like, oh, if I'm a shareholder, I'm looking at boards, right? Like, how do I know uh, if they're doing a good job or not? Uh, 
Um, okay, it, it's 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 quite it's an easy question, but a very <laughs> complex answer though. Uh, I, I I don't know how to answer this in that sense. Okay, I'll give you the easy easy answers. The easy answer is well, you got to have the right board culture, meaning mm. to say, you know, people need to work on the common directions, no argument, please, you know, and uh, and and bring about and be very focused uh, on the direction. Then you got to have board composition. Mm. Composition, you know, it's like a football team. You bring in bring in people of different different skills, and then you form a great team. On top of that, you have a great chairman uh, who is authoritative in the in their style, uh, visionary, and able to bring about uh, and uh, the strengths of of everyone. Uh, and as well, and by doing so, you you will be able to align uh, the the diverse of comp- competencies uh, towards one common direction. And of course, then there are other processes uh, that that needs to take in place if you want to have board effectiveness. One, uh, the ability to work well with management. Mm. Don't forget, management still performs and fulfill. Uh, a large percentage of of the output of an organization, and that's important. So the the top team of organization uh, that would involve the management. Then you have the processes uh, with automation and technology available today. Uh, that is quite an easy answer because uh, then you. But the difficult one would be uh, it's about uh, building future successes. Uh, given the talent shortage we have, I think a lot of board finds this a challenge. Because for us as humans, we are pretty uh, 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 creatures of habit. Yeah. Uh, if you are so used to someone, you like the person forever. But then again, <laughs> today, uh, they all got a tenure of nine years uh, in the financial industry. So after nine years, you literally have to accept that you need to retire unless mm. uh, there are exceptions where you need to apply to the uh, regulators and give the reason why you need to stay on. Okay, that's one. Then the other one, I think it's also about compliance. Compliance involves a whole a host list of, uh, of uh, rules and regulation. And a lot of them are a new, new one, which means that you've got to have the mental strength uh, to keep up to date. Uh, we must acknowledge that we are only humans. At a certain age, you know, we tend to f- be forgetful. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we tend to be a little bit more relaxed uh, about the seriousness of this. But if you want to be a member of the board, you must have the mental stamina uh, and agility uh, to do just that. Then the last one, which I like to bring in, is also remuneration. How you reward these people is also one. Say, whether you like it or not, uh, you know, every one of us would love to be recognized uh, and to be rewarded to some extent. And therefore, the board of directors are no different. They are only humans. They do their work. They need to be recognized. Uh, in, in the past, uh, I think uh, organizations tend to be a little bit more generous with uh, with 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 with, uh, with uh, uh, company shares. Mm. But ah. today, today, I think uh, we don't talk about bonus. We talk about fee. Uh, directors' fees are, are not that bad today. Uh, they are fairly compensated uh, for the kind of work or hard work that they have put in. And more importantly, you pay for their responsibilities. Mm. I think that's important. Uh, they don't, because you're not going to put somebody there and say you're responsible for billions and yet you pay them peanuts. Uh, that, that's <laughs> something which is not, not uh, workable. Uh, okay, that, That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, so you're just following up on that then. Um, is there anything, any like, because you talked a little bit about looking at, at Singapore and the way they do things. Yeah. Um, are there any practices that should be in place on a regular basis to be able to enhance, I guess, the board's performance? Is there anything that can be done from a company's perspective? Uh, regu- regular, 
regular a check on 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 themselves. I think it's good to take a thermometer and measure themselves. Uh, I think today uh, the entire board effectiveness uh, process. Uh, involves a 360 degree assessment. Uh, now this is where uh, you know we need to have an open society uh, and culture which allows uh, you know a, a free flow of feedback uh, you know on, on each other. Uh, then then in the, in doing so, you would have a 360 degree assessment in place. Uh, fortunately for us, uh, we've come a long way. Uh, I think. There is greater acceptance now among individuals to accept uh, feedback uh, from their peers, mm. as well as from people that they 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 uh, they manage uh, and they supervise. Uh, and the last one I want to say is third party uh, assessment. It's good to have a neutral party to be the referee to give an observation of uh, of. Of, of of what's going on, it's like taking a thermometer and then measure yourself. Uh, do you have a fever? Do you not have a fever? Are you all right? You know, and so on. Like all of us, we go for medical checkup. Mm. Board of board of directors, no different. They need to go for that so that then they can manage ma- measure and manage the quality of risk. Uh. Risk is about also themselves. Uh, I hear I want to emphasize that uh, the health check of of individuals are very important. Mm. Uh, we can't take for granted. Uh, this kind of thing, uh, you know, and uh, people come and go. Uh, we cannot be expecting people to be healthy forever. Uh, some unfortunately inevitable uh, things could happen, and therefore I, I would I would then look at this from a risk perspective. Yeah, uh, it really does sound that the role uh, and responsibilities of uh, a board of directors is all about managing risk and responsibility and keeping management accountable to the stakeholders Mm. of a company. And and obviously, this is something that plays up a lot more in the public listed companies and larger enterprises, a bit more mature. Uh, Not something that's maybe paid attention to as much with SMEs, startups, mid-market companies, Mm. family Mm. businesses that that don't see stakeholders outside of maybe the ownership structure. A lot of them, if you look at startups, even the big ones, Boards are generally composed of owners in the companies, okay. investors, so more financially inclined in terms yeah. of incentives. Um, Kaelan, what can startups, mid-market companies, family businesses learn from the larger companies, the more mature companies, about building up boards, their composition and selection? Okay, the 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 founding members done a great job to have a startup. Uh, typically, history tells us that uh, startup startup uh, individuals, uh, you know, it's, it's they they would they could bring the organization to the next level uh, if they can have in place, uh, you know, a, a certain level of professionalism, uh, a diverse range of uh, skills, uh, you know, and knowledge. That can uh, that they need to invest uh, in areas like uh, compliances, uh, in areas on markets, uh, in areas on uh, uh, embracing uh, local and international standards, to give the organisation a longer term strategic planning, uh, you know, and so on. So uh, this is where diversity comes in, no? uh, And I think from that perspective, uh, you know. S- the success stories behind a great startup is that they will have a great team behind, mm. uh, behind the individuals who were the founding members of it. Uh, some startup have only one purpose is to is to ensure that a good takeoff. After that, the fellow will go behind the scene and then let let 
the next team of people uh, to take over. Uh, that that has always been the success stories of great organization today. Mm. What, about, what about family businesses, right? As they become bigger, um, you know, sometimes the family, even as the company matures, can believe that you know it's still their company, even though they can other they've got other stakeholders to manage. What should they be learning from larger enterprises and more mature companies? There are two separate things, you know. Mm. Um, uh, a, a family-owned business uh, is not necessarily the same as an enterprise-owned, you mm. know. Uh, one f- uh, one great difference is that uh, a family-owned uh, will still want to hang on to yeah. their to their heritage, uh, you know. I, I won't use the words legacies. Uh, I think heritage <laughs> is a better word, uh, you know. Uh, that they are very proud of. Yeah. Uh, their father, grandfather had built this. Uh. But... But they are no, no. Uh, they, they, they are they are not isolated or, or insulated uh, mm. from externalities. You know, yeah. uh, I think the second and third generation will have to take it to the next level, and they can't do it on their own. You know, some probably may not have that kind of interest uh, or may not have that opportunities uh, compared to their founding fathers, and therefore uh, surrounding themselves with good people uh, to be able to to take it to the next level so that your 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 value uh, of your wealth uh, continue to be uh, kept intact and enhanced. Uh, on the other hand, if you choose to uh, live off whatever wealth that your grandparents have left behind, that's a separate story altogether. <laughs> but I would say today, if you look at Malaysia alone, a lot of great companies in the, uh, the blue chip company, uh, they all start out from when individuals, whether you is in construction, they have now gone into a very diverse conglomerate. And that includes some of the local banks, you know, they've all started that way, you know. And so I think uh, there are no short of uh, good stories to tell. Uh. Now, to wrap up this conversation, um, uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about, you know, easily avoidable mistakes that uh, companies can avoid when managing and working with their boards, right? Because that relationship between management and the board of directors is uh, essential. Talk to us about some easily avoidable mistakes here. Well, the first one is uh, is to have a management uh, who continue to ignore uh, board inputs. Uh. Mm. That's one. Uh, and I've seen that often and not. Really? Uh, it's not so much about uh, about work, but it's about individual. I don't like his face. I don't like her <laughs> face. At all. He's such a pain every day, you know, so I just refuse and, and I will... The, the human element of yeah, all this, right? Yeah, the emotional side of it. Uh, I would I would vote to, uh, to, to object to them, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, the other one is board chair failure. Uh, you know. uh. That is important. In, in every organization, you need to have the right leader. So picking the right chairman to lead and read and understand the dynamics. Uh, and if he or she has poor relationship, external, more importantly, with external party, especially regulators. You got a chairman who goes down fighting with the uh, with the regulators. Uh, you, you just have you just cut short your 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 career history and so on, <laughs> uh, and and I said it time and time again. Board effectiveness is is all about people. Uh, it's all about people. You have the right processes. You get the right people in place. Uh, making sure that you have the right culture uh, to be able to share and, uh, and 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 live with each other. You know. Uh, you you mentioned uh, that the role of the chairman is really really important here. Do you compare the role of a chairman to essentially a moderator, mm. someone who can listen to all sides, you know, manage the conversation between the board members, the management? Is that what we're looking at here? Someone who okay. can also drive the conversation? Uh, 
the autocratic leaders are far and few these days. Uh. Mm. I don't see that happening these days. Uh. You know, hitting, you know, do my way and hit the highway. <laughs> that, that attitude, I think, that, that I grew up with, uh, I think, uh, have gone disappeared. Uh. Today, you have a lot more uh, uh, well, consultative leaders, uh, more so if they have a vision ahead of them. Uh, they are more uh, more conciliatory, they understand, and, and they go they go from boardroom to shop floor. I think that is one way of being inclusive. Uh, and they cannot be aloof about it because end of the day, as I said, uh, board doesn't operate in isolation. Mm. It depends on the people on the ground to deliver uh, the promises uh, to the shareholders and as well as the stakeholders. Uh, the people like you and me are stakeholders. Uh, we too are, are customers at times. We too have a say uh, in, in, in how the organisation perform and, and, and how it will be uh, in now and future. Kelwan, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure from my side as well. Thank you. Folks, I've been speaking with Dave Kwe Luan. He's the CEO of Fide Forum and you've been listening to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on the BFM app or you can also find them on any of your podcast apps as well, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts or something else. Just look up for Enterprise Explores. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Keep it here to BFM. 89.9 The Business Station You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station For more stories of the same kind download the BFM app